Well, then this is going to be riveting tape, yet again. Well, I'll probably cut it out, but I just want everyone to hear all about the, the effort you've put into your beautiful Instagram pic, oh. despite not having an Insta. You could get a Finsta. I could get a fin. What's a Finsta? A funny Instagram. What? That makes sense, actually. So it's sort of like if, if I had an Instagram, and the main content of the Instagram was pictures of, like, sort of cats with large text overlaid with them. Which I've also Instagram. heard that it's a fake Instagram. Ah. I've heard that the app can be different things. But, like, I've never seen a Finsta that wasn't for funny p- funny pics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, John, can you give me an example of what a funny Instagram pic might be? Well, yeah. I think it, it's just sort of when you when you make, like, some goofy face. It's like, oh, look at me. Look at this goofy face I'm making. Mm. But, John, isn't that just normal Instagram? Burn! <laughs> I st- Burned a lot of people on Instagram. I think. Yeah, that was awful. What? You're awful. <laughs> That's right, listeners. We're back at it again with the podcasting. I wonder if we should do like a real intro so we have the option to cut that out or if we should just uh... go for it. Hello and welcome back. Or continuing to. Welcome to still being here. Hello and welcome. It's a podcast about ASMR. Not a podcast intended to trigger ASMR. Ian is breathing right on my neck right now. <laughs> and it kind of tickles. This is, I guess, also a feeling somewhat similar to ASMR. If anyone is curious, it's when someone's kind of tickling like your neck. It's not the same as ASMR, but it's similar. I think and then we're going to start the podcast now. Okay, thanks. Bye. Alright, how did you, how do you think that intro went? I think that intro was, I would, well, I mean, I guess it's all comparative. I'm going to yeah. compare that intro to our first intro. Um, oh, the shirt has come off, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I meant to take it off before we started, but I made a mistake. Well, we are standing. Gotta, real quick. We're not, we're not sitting. Uh, Ian's taking his shorts off. I can't let Ian take his shorts off alone. So. <sighs> no socks, no shoes. No, no problems. What? I see you still have your shirt on. Well, John, look again. <laughs> Good job. That's right, listeners. You took our clothes off, because that's how you podcast. That's how you podcast when you're together as good friends. Good friends in the buff. Or when you're, when you're apart. I, I usually wear clothes when we podcast. I, I never wear clothes when we podcast. Yeah. Um, partly because like, I usually like to try to turn off my the, the fans and AC and all that when it's podcasting time, which I forgot to do, actually. Okay. Oh, no! There shouldn't be any more fans interrupting this podcast. I can turn off! <laughs> oh, no! Ian, what? I'm curious what this character has to bring to the podcast. Uh, does the fan know anything about ASMR? Well, John, maybe the fan did know something about ASMR, but you just killed it, so... Oh, shit. I just like the idea that your fan is a living entity. <laughs> and that... Because, <laughs> you know, so, I've, normally when you turn the fan on, mm-hmm. you feel sort of good, right? You're like, well, I'm going to be a little less comfortable physically, but I'm doing the environmentally responsible thing. So true. Saving energy. What if you were also murdering, like, a sentient being? <laughs> 
Well, it says that I can, like, I can revive them. So I feel like I'm just kind of, like, forcing them to but sleep. But that's a whole philosophical problem, isn't it? <laughs> like, a whole discontinuity of consciousness thing? Like, is it still the same fan? <laughs> the same fan entity? I don't know what we call these living fans. So I think that, you know, long story short, the character that I brought to the table here... <laughs> Uh, well, it's good and sort of helpful to our overall quest of making a podcast. I think so. I, and I, I, I think, you know, some listeners may kind of debate whether or not I yes-anded. Uh, and I would say that I, I did yes-and, but in a sort of a snarky way. Oh, well, no, a Sort of a, a doubtful You need to understand, though, John, is... I don't mean anywhere to go with that. I just wanted to make a no-butt joke. Oh, good joke. Oh, now, John, I've got a question about this microphone here. Yeah. Is it a 360 mic? Um... It is 360 in that it will hear you, regardless of where you stand. But, well, uh, am, I, am I behind the viewer right now? I don't think so. Hey there, viewer. I'm over here now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's a joke that's going to play very well um, <laughs> with the stereo recordings. Is, is, is the stereo recording? I don't know if it's even stereo. Yeah. I, think it, I think it's mono... Mono? Yeah, just mono? Is that... Probably. Yeah. Well, hold on, John. I'm going to do a little experiment right now while we're recording okay. live. <laughs> I bet the listeners are loving this. Yeah, so I just turned it all to right. And it doesn't seem to have made any difference. It doesn't seem to have made any difference. But also, we don't know if, um... Like, maybe we're going to the left now! Whoa! <laughs> You just rotated, listener. <laughs> okay, this is probably that's probably sufficient. Um, and I'm sure Ian will never listen to this episode, so he'll never know. I'll never know. <laughs> but, but you know, listeners, uh, if that did do anything, just write it and let me know. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, what do we want to talk about? Oh, we, so we had a couple of uh, a couple of big cliffhangers at the end of last episode. Yeah. Um, um, we mentioned our friend was getting married. At least I think we mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure everyone's going to want to know, uh, will they or won't they? Did those crazy kids make it? Uh, and the answer is yes. They, they, the marriage, in fact, went through. They said their I do's, and as far as I'm aware, they have not gotten divorced yet. So Well, here's all, the thing, though, John. It's all looking good. A marriage, the success of a marriage, is not judged by whether or not they said I do, right? Because that's just like, did the marriage happen? Well, but the I'm sure that was the judged, The marriage is judged by the adherence to the vows. Mm-hmm. And so I think just looking forward, you can often predict how well a marriage will do by the amount of effort required of the vows. Okay. So if you, if you like, you know, vow, you know, I'll, I'll always be around, you know, I'll always be there to support you, something like that, that's, that's fine. Especially, I really like the phrasing, I'll always be there to support you. It doesn't mean that you'll always support them, but you'll be there, <laughs> and you'll be able to support if you feel like it. Um, but I thought, I thought one of our friend's vows in particular was very troubling, uh, where she promised her fiancé about to be husband that she would love him more every day. Now, like, I, I'm all for, you know, really striving to improve yourself, setting those PRs and stuff. But a PR in love every day is just going to be exhausting, right? Because, <laughs> like, maybe you can do it for a week or two. Maybe you start off with a low level of love, and you build it up, you ramp it up a little bit every day until finally you're doing all these romantic gestures and things. But then the thing is, 
It's every day now. There's no rest day. The next day, you got to top it. The day after that, you have to top it again. I'm concerned. I think this segment makes me more uncomfortable than any segment we've ever done on this podcast. Because <laughs> you are just sort of nitpicking one of our very good friends' vows. <laughs> well, Josh, all that I'm saying is that if you... They're not called suggestions. They're called vows, John. You're making a vow, and if you don't, it's like with genies. Everybody gets genies, and then, you know, they make mistakes, they get in sort of monkey paw situations, and they blame it on the genie. I don't think it's the genie's fault. The genie just tries to, you know, interpret some sort of vague language without necessarily the same context that we have in order to understand each other. (laughs) I think that it's the people who make wishes for the genies that are at fault, because they're just not being precise. Precision is so important. Those genies are all so well-meaning, they just, they're yeah. just misunderstood. And wow. I think, and as a, as a single person, I think that's what's wrong with my married friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> the wedding went very well. It was a very nice wedding. It was a, it was a very nice wedding. Oh, it was, it was a great time. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was in a beautiful place, too. It really was. It was happening at a, basically a barn school. <laughs> um, so it's apparently like a, a what, what was it called? Oh, Some it, sort of fancy school. Not um, Montessori, the other one. It, it's, like, it's like a hippie school in a hippie town with lots of like rolling mountains. It's a Waldorf beer. school. A Waldorf school. What is a Waldorf school, John? Yeah, I don't know. I'm moving on. Okay. Um, the uh, the other the other big cliffhanger. Uh, did we see the tall ships, and were they tall? Well, John, let me just jump in to say that yes, we did see the tall ships. I thought some of them were longer than they were tall. That's fair. But boy, they were tall. It's so true. Especially there was like like some like Argentinian ship, I think. That was... Yeah, you mean the Galleon? No, no, not the Galleon. No, that, that was... Oh, you mean the one that like, had the, the sort of... Fancy party on yeah, it. Yeah, the fancy yeah. party. The Galleon was super cool. But then there was also like a more modern... A couple more modern tall ships like made of metal and everything. Mm-hmm. And boy, were they big. One of them had this fancy party on it, and we were real, we were real sad we weren't invited. Well, but then, John, because remember, we're in sort of the realm of imagination right now, we did manage to get in. That's true. We actually, we told the guy at the door that we're the hosts of ASMR Quest. Yeah. And and he was a huge fan. He was a huge fan. Now, we could, we sort of knew that going in, because he was wearing one of our merchandise. Yeah. We have a lot of merchandise. Sort of a great question, John. If we were to make a shirt, Mm -hmm. um, what would the shirt be? Uh, Well, it could be that great picture that we tweeted recently. Um, The shareable media that we've created. (laughs) That's true. Oh, man, the shareable moment, John. We, We sort of have not made more shareable moments recently. We haven't. Um, well, I feel like I mean I feel like that one's still it's really kind of hot and trending. That's true. So we probably don't need to introduce anything else quite yet. Um, I mean I think that it got upwards of three retweets possibly. Yeah, possibly. Maybe it didn't get even three. Maybe it got two. Um, I know it got at least two. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say it's doing pretty well. Yeah. Um. So the ships were tall. The wedding did occur. Did the wedding happen on a tall ship? It did not. Okay. I guess going back to this boat party then. So yeah. we, we found the sort of bouncer man. He was wearing one of our merchandise. Yep. Um, one of our many mer- merchandises. 
and we told him that we were the actually the hosts mm-hmm. of the ASMR Quest. Yeah, podcast. and he didn't believe us at first because you know he didn't know what we looked like. But then we, we sort talked. Of just, and... We sort of started rambling. <laughs> yeah. um, and like, sort of like, okay, well, this this must be you guys then. Um, and so he led us on the, the party. Yeah. And so this was a large ship. Um, we entered at the sort of. I guess how do you how do you refer to the? Because I mean, there's the the port, which is there's port which is right and starboard, starboard which is left. This is just like front and back. No, it's the bow and the stern. Uh, so the bow is the front. I think so. Okay, so we're gonna say that that was. So we entered towards the starboard stern side of the boat, John. Um, you look around, you see a variety of fancy individuals, mm-hmm. or fancy guests, and fancy waiter, maitre d' type individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you have $13 and one empty jar. What do you do? <laughs> uh, how am I dressed, Ian? Uh, well, you are dressed in your standard fare, so you are wearing sort of a, a, a t-shirt with buttons okay, and some colorful shorts. All right. Um, and now I, I believe everyone else there is dressed very fancily. Yes, they are all okay. dressed. So you are dressed at um, a fancy scale of plus one. Um, everybody else is plus four or higher. All right. Well, I'm clearly not fitting in, so I'm going to strip down to my underwear. Okay, John. Um, so that does lower your AC by one. Um, are you removing your um, pendant as well? Uh, what pendant am I wearing? Well, John, your pendant of Waldorf. <laughs> it's a sacred tool. Oh, oh my. man. That was a loud... <laughs> so that's going to be a fun feature to this episode. Yeah, what? What beeped? Uh, on my phone also. Oh, Facebook's open. Oh, Ian opened Facebook. Whoa. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, my my what, my pendant of Waldorf, what's yeah. it doing for me? Well, John, we don't really know because I didn't look it up yet. Okay, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that off you. I want okay, yeah, I want people to see the pure me, but I also don't want to get arrested for indecent exposure. So I want to be as open as like, I can. Hold on, so you said you don't want to be arrested for indecent exposure, but you did just remove all your clothes. No, but except for my underwear. Okay. I took down my underwear because I, I want to be as open as possible, but I also don't want to make people uncomfortable. Okay, I so don't want to be like ag- too aggressive. One of the fancily dressed women um, looks your way. She is the um, Duchess of Canterbury. Oh, wow. And she sees your near-nude form. And i got to say, John, you're actually doing a great job of role-playing this right now. I'm <laughs> looking at your body, and it is actually sort of matching the description. Um, and she says, uh, what is this naked man doing on my tall ship? She is the owner of the tall ship. Oh, wow. Um, and she calls the guards to arrest you. So three guards come your way. Um, one of them has a long sword, and okay. the other two are carrying pikes. Um, they are in full plate mail. What do you do? I forgot what's in my inventory. What's in my inventory? Well, John, you just took it all off, didn't you? Um, you had $13 and one empty glass jar. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to uh, show my glass jar to the guards and... Ask them where I can get a drink. Uh, okay, so I, mean, I feel like playing like playing ignorant is maybe the best way. I don't want to be confrontational. Okay, so when you um, hold up your glass jar mm-hmm. to show to the guards, um, it sort of catches a little bit of light because you know, there's some fancy sort of fairy lights being strung about this boat. Yes. Um, the light from several of these fairy lights is reflected into the bottle, and actually, you're holding it at just the right angle that it all sort of um, converges, 
into one deadly laser beam. <laughs> oh, no. So when you show it to the guard with the long sword, actually, it, it um, blasts through his head and he dies. Oh my god! <laughs> Shit, I, I was just here to, like, have a nice party, mingle, talk to people. I, oh god, I, I throw up my hands, I say precisely what I just said. This is all a big misunderstanding. I'm just here to have a fun time. I'm very sorry. We should contact this man's family. We should... <laughs> now, John, when you throw up your hands... Um, the uh, grip on the glass bottle. <laughs> no! It goes careening towards the Duchess of Canterbury. Oh, shit! Um, it smashes into her head. Uh, she's, she's still alive. Okay. But she is dazed, and she's... Oh, no, John. She's staggering towards the... She has staggered off the port side of the ship. Oh, no. Into the Boston Harbor. Oh, shit. Um, it's fine, so long as someone gets her in the next couple of minutes. Okay. Is um, there... An, is there any type of flotation device nearby? Well, John, there are tall ships. There so, are yes. eight tall ships in the vicinity. No, I meant like like rescue device. Like, no, like John, a, a there are only or... tall ships. Oh, shit, okay. Um, there is one tall sort of safety tube. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab a rope, because obviously it's a tall ship. There's going to be lots of ropes hanging around, like lots of dangling ropes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to grab one of those and hold on to it, and I'm going to jump into the harbor to try to As duck, you go to jump the into the harbor, um, the two surviving guards... Um, obtain you and they hold you as they were instructed by the Duchess of Canterbury before she fell over the ship. Unfortunately, these guards do not have um, sort of sufficient initiative to react to the fact that the Duchess of Canterbury has fallen over the ship and is drowning and none of the other guests noticed. Shit! <laughs> so they are holding you perfectly still as the party continues. The Duchess of Canterbury has only two minutes remaining, John! Right. Well, I say to the guards, guards, the Duchess of Canterbury has fallen into the Boston Harbor. I need to go rescue her. Please let me go. I have to rescue her. Unfortunately, the guards only speak Canterburyese. <laughs> no. <laughs> they do not understand what you're saying. They assume that your struggles are um, attempts to resist. One of them punches you in the stomach, and you are winded and unable to act for one minute, John. The Duchess now has one minute remaining of life. <laughs> Oh no. Okay. Uh, has anyone noticed yet? No, John. The party is too popping. Okay. Um. Whew. Uh, have, do I know any Canterburys? You don't know any Canterburys, but you do know one incantation, John. Oh, uh, what's, what's the incantation? The incantation is Fireball. Fuck, that's not going to help. Um, do I still have access to the $13? Well, so the $13 are in your pants, but your your pants are on the floor, John. Alright, can I try to, like, gesture with my feet to the money, or get the money out with my toes, and try to bribe the guards to let me go? Well, I'm going to need you to uh, roll a dexterity on that, John. Okay. 17. So, with a 17, um, what happens is when you go to gesture to your pants, the guards misinterpret it as a sort of beautiful new dance move. Oh. And while they are initially trying to resist, um, you know, because they were given previous orders, let's see, they fail to resist, and they also get sort of swept up in this dancing craze. They start doing the same gestures with their legs that you are. Um, That unsteadies them. They are still holding on to you, but you can now break free. Okay, um, I break free, and I grab a rope so that I have something to pull myself back up with, and I jump into the water to get the, the Duchess of Canterbury. Okay, you have 15 seconds before she dies. Um, you splash down into the cold Boston Bay water. 
Um, and actually, you fall right on top of a large cod, John. A large cog? A, lo- a large cod. Oh, cod. Okay. Yes. It's come up from the Cape, John. Uh, it's not happy. It appears that it was sort of making a beeline towards the Duchess. It was actually going to eat her before she drowned. <laughs> um, but luckily, you landed right atop of it, and now you are astride this massive cog. Um, the Duchess is uh, not quite within reach, but you could try to get over. You could certainly swim over before she drowns, but because you're on top of this big cog, you know you can't control it. Um, so but it is—it's swimming towards her, right? It was swimming towards her, but now it is sort of stopped because you landed atop its head. Okay. Um, can I attempt to push off of the cod towards the Duchess to get to her faster? Certainly. So using the cod like a springboard almost, mm-hmm. um, you jump over and you land atop the Duchess, knocking her under <laughs> no! icy waves, John. <laughs> oh no! Can I grab her with my hand? Um, so you, you grab, like, where do you grab her by? I grab her, like, under the arm. Like, sort of wrap my arm around her back. Okay. Un- like, so I'm under both, like, armpits, okay. essentially, to have nice leverage. Okay, so uh, you, you do that, and you raise her head above the water? Yes. Okay, she takes a big gasp, and um, she is still alive, John. Oh, thank God. to save the Duchess of Canterbury. Are you still holding on to the rope, or did you let go of that? I'm still holding on to the rope. Okay. Um, so, what do you do? I attempt to... Uh, well, first I'm going to just yank the rope a little bit to see if I can get anyone's attention mm-hmm. to try to pull to pull me back up. So when you yank the rope, um, unfortunately, it does come <laughs> unfixed from wherever it was tied previously, <sighs> and you pull the rope down uh, into the dregs with you. Okay. Um, I take it there's no uh, ladders on the side of the ship or anything? There is a ladder, actually, yes. Okay. About, uh, it is on the other side of the ship, though. Oh, okay. Well, so... And the using, cod is starting to stir, John. Using the technique I learned uh, in my lifeguard training, mm-hmm. I uh, sort of do like a, a sort of side stroke type of thing, okay. keeping one arm around the Duchess, keeping her head above the water, mm-hmm. uh, sort of yeah, doing like a little bit of a side slash back stroke with the other arm, my two feet, to try to get towards the, uh, the ladder. Okay, so you're about two-thirds of the way to the ladder, when the cod is fully awake and it is enraged, John, and it charges at you, what do you do? Um, I attempt to continue making my way towards the ladder, but instead, but my my uh, kicks pu- uh, previously used purely for propulsion have now become a furious flutter, both propelling me and beating off the cod. Okay, so it makes a few attempts to launch its body at you, but after it's repelled a few times, it backs away a little bit. And it begins chanting, John, the cod is preparing to cast a spell. Um, <laughs> no. You don't just have time to respond. Uh, what do you do? Um, can I cast Fireball so that it, like... No, Fireball's not going to help me here. I have no... I don't have any items. Um, I'm going to uh, try to, like... Expend some extra energy and make a mad dash for the ladder. Okay, so you um, reach the ladder, and you're halfway up the ladder when the cod finishes its incantation. And the cod is casting Thunderbolt on <laughs> you, John. And let's see. Okay, so, uh, what's your AC again? <laughs> I don't know, I, I have a... Mine is, I lost one for removing all my You lost one for taking out I don't know what it started at. You did remove your pendant of the Waldor. <laughs> um, 
And you are currently in an awkward position. So yeah, I'm going to say that um, the lightning bolt hits you and the Duchess. Um, it deals... Wow, not very much damage. Whew. So it deals a light amount of damage. But unfortunately, you are wet, so it is doubled, and the Duchess does not have much constitution. She is now unconscious, and if she does not receive medical attention quite soon, she will perish. Alright, um, I'm going to continue to try to climb the ladder with the Duchess and make it to the deck. Okay, so you make it to the deck. In the meantime, the fish has um, begun casting another spell, um, and is now... You know, you're not quite sure, but it looks like it's about halfway through casting the spell. Okay. Um, I'm going to attempt to signal the guards on the ship that uh, both the Duchess is injured and the fish, the cod, is casting a spell. <laughs> Actually, as you look around to signal to the guards, you notice with um, shock and horror that the dance move which you had begun before you left <laughs> over the ship has um, spread, John. <laughs> It was too good of a dance move. And now the whole um, sort of crew and all the guests at the party, they are also in the middle of dancing, John. And they're all like, you know, the the original guards who begun uh, dancing, it's a very vigorous dance, and they're quite tuckered out, John. You get the sense that soon, uh, unless someone breaks this dancing curse upon them, they will perish from exhaustion. (laughs) And Um, it has spread to the whole crew. You are, of course, immune to this, as you are the originator right. of the um, I think my best bet would be to try to sort of get someone who looks like they can take it mm-hmm. to sort of get hit by the cod spell. Okay. It'll hurt them, of course, but it it shouldn't, like, kill them. Okay, and so that'll have... sort of br- snap them out of it, and then hopefully once, like, one is has been broken up the the curse, like, it'll start to spread. Mm-hmm. So, um... So I sort of there just There are two different options that you can yeah. choose, John. One of them is a very corpulent guest, who you take it is just full of vitality, uh, if not necessarily vigor. Um, you know, he's a very corpuscular man, uh, probably in his mid to late fifties, dressed very well, um, several buttons and braids upon him, as if he's a, a decorated military official. Okay. The other person you could choose is a big beefy guard. Not one of the guards that you sort of initially infected, but just the biggest guard around. I'm gonna pick the big beefy guard, because I feel like the other guy, like, has a little too much metal on him. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you could make things worse, or... I don't know, plus he's, he's a little older, so... Mm-hmm. More chance of, like, or more risk of a heart attack or something like that, so... The, the big beefy guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you choose the big beefy guard and you use him as a human shield? Exactly. Okay, so you use the uh, big beefy guard, so you prepare that, and you sort of finish that right before the fish finishes casting its second spell. Um, and that spell was, unfortunately, soul steal. <laughs> oh, no. uh, we'll see. we'll see how it worked. Also, it, it did not do very well at all, oh, so the soul steal failed, John. The okay. fish tried to steal the soul of the big beefy man, um, but luckily for you, it only stole all of his limbs. <laughs> So his limbs, um, they're still there, obviously, but what's happened is that the fish has now taken over um, the limbs. The man is still in control of his mind and his core, so he can sort of, like, you know, flex his abs and such, and maybe jiggle his pecs around in a dance, but the fish, now controlling both the arms and legs of this man, uh, turn him around and prepare to fight you on land with his new meat puppet. Um, um, what do you do? Well, so I... 
I actually might have, oh, also, have you put the Duchess aside, or is she sort of still, are you still holding on to her? Uh, I've, I've laid her down on the deck. Okay. Um, so, is she between you and the big beefy man? Or, I mean, I guess he was your human shield, so he was presumably quite close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I recall, um, there were a lot of pedestrians and, uh, like, security sort of milling about on, on, on the dock. shore. Yeah, yeah, on the dock. So, I'm going to attempt to get their attention. How do you do that? How do you do that? Uh, I'm going to, like, jump up and down, wave my arms, and yell, Hey, we need help up here! The Duchess of Canterbury is nearly dead. Someone, please call 911. There's a cod attacking me. And, I mean, I'm sure they all know about the... So you get about halfway through that before the cod sort of reaches around from behind you and pulls you into a bear hug sort of situation. The coquina clutch. The coquina clutch. And then actually turns that into a suplex maneuver, John. Oh, shit. If you can believe it. Is it is it a Bailey to belly like I did to you before we started recording? <laughs> Well, it tried to, but unfortunately, John, it does not have control over the torso, and so it's unable to get the necessary sort of spinal arch to do a successful suplex maneuver. Instead, it just sort of grabs you, and then it just sort of tries to lean backwards, Mm -hmm. um, using only the hips. It can't get very far, and it actually falls underneath you. Alright. Your attempt to rouse attention was somewhat successful, seeing as you are not wearing a shirt, so you get plus three to attention. Yes! Um, However, people... Uh, seem very confused by it, and they're not sure what's going on. Uh, the security officials have begun talking through their microphones with great haste. They appear to be calling in some form of backup, and they are sort of racing towards the ship with their billy clubs. Alright, how hurt is the cod at this point? Well, so the actual cod is, is pretty much unhurt, um, because you just sort of gave him a bump on the head. Okay. Um, the, uh, cod body <laughs> that you are currently working against, this big beefy guard. Right, right. Unfortunately, when you landed upon him, you landed mostly on the torso region, mm-hmm. um, and torso damage does not count. Fuck. Uh, because it is only controlling the limbs. Okay. So um, you've only hurt the actual man. <laughs> hmm. Uh... On uh, the the head also, I, I assume, is still under his control, so yes. like, hurting the head mm-hmm. isn't going to help me. Yeah, it's not going to help. That would probably hurt you. Hurting it said John. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I, I'm still really concerned about the... Like, how's the Duchess doing? Like, if I don't start giving her CPR right now, is she going to die? Or, like, does she have time to wait at this point now that she's, like, no longer in the water? Um, she looks pretty rough. She also, you know, got a, a little affected by the thunderbolt when you got hit with that earlier. Right, she right. Her. So she's she's in a pretty bad state. She does need medical attention pretty immediately, but she is still breathing. Right okay. Now, so all right. Um. Well, at this point, knowing that the guards are coming, I will hopefully be able to provide medical attention as well as you know uh, stop the cod. I am primarily going to focus on. Trying to sort of uh, distance myself from the 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 guard that the cod has mm-hmm. taken over the limbs of, mm-hmm. um, so as not to get too injured myself. Okay, so you back away from the cod body. Well, I wouldn't say I back away. I would say that I more sort of like sort of launch myself forward and like try to like run away a little bit 
but specifically, like, in the direction that is going to be least convenient for him to chase me. Okay, so, um, you do abandon the Duchess, uh, to the Cod Body. Uh, Cod Body is sort of mad that you got away, but, you know, also was going to go and eat the Duchess originally. Oh, fuck! So the Cod Body does pick up the Duchess. No! Okay! And begin running to the edge of the ship to toss the Duchess. Okay. Cod's <laughs> now. Um... I am going to... Also, I will say that um, you are currently standing over the pile of clothes that you previously um, shed. So all the stuff that you took off, you are currently standing over it. Okay. Um, I don't think any of that's going to help me that much. I'm going to run and attempt to tackle the guard, the cod body. Okay, you tackle him by like, you try to sweep out the legs, or... I'm just, I'm just running, just jumping as high as I can, sort of come down on, like, his head, upper torso area. Uh, okay, so he is, oh. I gotta remember, you should choose the biggest, beefiest guard. Shit. But luckily, um, the guard sort of, he, you know, he's obviously given his life to the Duchess of Canterbury, and he knows what's going to happen if he tosses her over, so he works with you as much as possible to give you advantage in this. Um, the cod tries to resist... And does not succeed. So the cod has been sort of um, washed out. Now, how did you tackle this cod? Because this cod was running towards the edge. You, you tackled it, like, on the back? Yeah. So unfortunately, the cod body does fall over, crushing the Duchess, John. No! Doing grievous damage. No! <laughs> um, the Duchess of Canterbury is no longer breathing, but she might still be alive. Okay, I'm going to attempt to give her CPR. Oh, okay. Uh, the cod body is still sort of, you know, he's, he's still active. So he's, right, right. I'm just trying to get, okay. like, as few, as many breaths in her as I can before I am okay. ripped away. Okay, so you um, perform some amount of CPR on the Duchess of Canterbury, and you do recover her somewhat. She is now breathing again um, before you get ripped off by the cod body, uh, who lifts you up into the air and then sort of tosses you against the main mass of the tall ship. Okay. And tosses you with such force that you do crack the main mass. <laughs> oh my god! That's also, a metal general, mass. I will say that the uh, um, that one of the guards, the sort of wimpier guard that you originally did infect with this dancing disease, has come to it. He, his fall over dead. <laughs> Fuck. Um, have the uh, guards from the dock? <laughs> so the guards from the dock have sort of assembled into a defensive perimeter, <laughs> believing you are some sort of Hostile man, hostile naked man. Um, you actually, so looking down the docks, you see three tanks rolling <laughs> And you do hear some sort of air raid sirens going off in the distance. It seems like they might have scrambled some sort of bombing raid on the ship, but you're not sure. Um, snipers have begun to set up in um, sort of surrounding buildings. Um, however, the snipers, you know, the snipers, they're able to see what's going on. And something is clearly amiss with all of these um, you know, sort of dancing guests, and also this raging. Also, I will say, so the cod body, um, while you were giving CPR, did say, take some time to rip off the arms, so like the, the sort of the sleeves and the legs of the pants. So now the cod body is just sort of has naked limbs, naked powerful limbs. <laughs> um, so they see that something is off there, and they might be reporting to the zoo. Their superior, so that situation might change. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, also, I will say that the cod has been channeling a new spell this whole time. Fuck! Uh, it appears to be quite a doozy, but it will still take some time to finish. Oh, no. Uh, um, I'm going to run for the Duchess, try to scoop her up, and make it to the dock. I just want to get off of this ship. Um, so you scoop up the Duchess. You're pretty badly hurt, because you just did crack that's, the that's fair. So. But you, 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 you are a vigorous young man in your prime. Um, so you do scoop up the Duchess... And as you are running to the dock, um, several sort of riot officers, they're holding their assault rifles and machine guns toward you and saying, don't move or we'll shoot. Okay, wait, so I'm near the... Yeah, near the dock, um, the, the cod body is, is in my arms. coming towards your back. Okay. I So the Duchess is clearly unconscious. I'll yep. these all she is now breathing, though. Okay. I'm going to gently set her down where they can see her, put my... Arms up. Where are you setting her down? Well, uh... So you had been running towards the dock. We'll say that you've gotten basically towards the the end of the main deck. So you're now at one of those ramps. Okay. I'm going to... So, I mean, they told me not to move. So I'm going to lay her down sort of at the top of the ramp, but still on the deck so she's in sort of a a safe position. Uh, Make it very clear to the guards that she needs help. Put up my hands and sort of back away and accept my fate with the cod body. Well, keeping myself between the cod body and the Duchess. Oh, man, that's a very heroic move, John. Um, so you are keeping your hands up, so you're not trying to defend yourself against the cod body? I, I mean, I know the cod body's coming for me. I'll try to fight back. Like, I, I'm not just going to simply lay down and die, but I am willing to accept this, like, first blow from the cod body. Okay, uh, so... To, the- like prevent the Duchess from taking, like, just the oncoming force. Okay, so the cod body does slam into you, um, you are sort of bracing yourself a little bit so you do not fall over and crush the Duchess, which would prove fatal at this point. Um, so you fall sort of just in front of the Duchess. Um, the riot officers are very confused by this whole situation. Nobody has come to retrieve the Duchess yet. And the cod body's just sort of gotten astride you and is um, just wailing into you, John. Okay. Just sort of really making a punching bag out of your body. All right. What do you do? Um... I mean, it, it's tough, because, like, uh, he's certainly bigger than me. Mm-hmm. and it's far stronger sort of, at this point, and in far better condition. Any sort of weak spot that I go for isn't going to help me, because those are the parts that are controlled by the innocent guard. Yes, it's true. Or, uh, well, we don't know that he's an innocent guard. He might have done some shit. That's, um, that's but, fair, but it, he's not my enemy yeah. at this point. And he's also, he's, you know, all we, that we know about him is he's very big. He could be a perfectly nice, he could be a gentle giant sort of guy. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Not, like, uh, but hurting him, in any case, is not going to help me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I'm going to try to defend myself as long as I can to give the Duchess some time to to get the attention. Or not just to give the Duchess, to give both the Duchess and all of the like, people at the party who are like, in this dance. Give them the time that they need Try to distract the cod as long as I can for the party to be saved by the guards from the dock. Okay, so you're doing a sort of stalling maneuver. Yeah, just trying to trying to protect myself and keep going as long as I can. Okay, so you were protecting yourself for a while. You know, the cod body is really wailing into you; it's doing a lot of damage. You're severely injured, yep. but you do um, by sort of taking this active defensive position, hold them off for long enough. Um, 
And suddenly the cod body goes limp. Okay. Uh, the spell has expired. Although it is not expired because the, the duration of the spell is over, but in fact because the cod has activated its um, third and final spell time. Oh, okay. Uh, so in that time, the the guards, they've seen you sort of defend yourself against this this clearly raging cod body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They know at this point that it's not a normal guard sort of taking action. The snipers have successfully informed their, their commanders of the situation on the boat. About half of the guests and guards have died oh because of the disease. <laughs> but the more vigorous half are still going, and there are some people who still probably last for a while. Um, now, they won't be able to last for a while under the effect of the Cod's final spell, which is Meteor Strike. <laughs> and let's see about how good that Meteor Strike is. Unfortunately, that's a very good Meteor Strike. <laughs> Um, so, a large piece of um, sort of space debris is conjured into existence over the city of Boston. It is about the size of the continent of Australia, <laughs> and it is falling down, um, sort of, you know, directly located atop of Boston. If this meteor does hit, um, then a few things will happen. First off, you know, the whole city of Boston, and most of the whole East Coast will be sort of instantly vaporized. Um... Perhaps more significantly for the rest of the world, it will launch a sort of end of the dinosaurs like Ice Age and mass extinction as, just so you know, kilotons of various forms of dust and ash and debris are launched into the sky, blocking out the sun for probably well over a thousand years. <laughs> oh, no. The cod actually is very frightened by this. It did not intend to cast such a powerful meteor strike, and it has retreated. So the cod is sort of out of the picture. Uh, the cod body is out of commission. The people with the dancing sickness, the ones that are still alive, they're vigorous enough that they could probably go for a little while. So you probably don't need to worry about that. Really, all you need to concern yourself with now is the meteor, and also the fact that the um, the sort of riot officer. Are and they've looked up, they've seen the red sky, and they've freaked out, they've decided that you're to blame, and so they are now storming the boat. Oh. God, I. I never thought I would stop fighting Ian. I thought I was a survivor, that I would always try to, to carry on, to do my best. Nothing would ever completely defeat my spirit, but I think this is it. I think, I think at this point, my spirit has been defeated. My body is nearly broken, but that's not the real tragedy here. My spirit has finally been broken. I've tried all I can do. There's nothing left, except... Except? If I can pour... All of my life force into one incredibly powerful fireball. Perhaps, just maybe, I can break up the meteor enough that it will burn up in the atmosphere. And maybe even parts of it won't hit the earth. Mm-hmm. If I can just create a powerful enough fireball, it's the only hope for. Not just humanity, but for the entire world. All known living, all known life, all known life in the universe. If I can just 
pour all my energy, all my life force, every hope, every dream, every tragedy, every experience I've ever had into this final fireball. Maybe I can do it. Okay, so that's what you're gonna do. Um, you're gonna sort of ignore the onion right. No, I've decided I actually like fuck it. It's I'm not. It's not worth it. I'm not gonna bother trying. So just, I'll, I just accept my fate. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the riot police—they do apprehend you. Um, they sort of fill you with daylight via their various assault rifles mm-hmm. and machine guns, um, killing you. When they were boarding the ship, actually, they were sort of incautious. They would trample over the Duchess of Canterbury, <laughs> also killing her. Um, but, of course, none of that matters all that much, because the um, very large meteor does, after a minute or so, strike upon the surface of Boston, again wiping out, eventually, all life on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how the Tall Ship Festival <laughs> That's how the Tall Ship Festival I would say it was pretty good. Yeah. Um... I've got to say, my one complaint about the tall ships was that uh, there were a lot of tall ships that you weren't able to get on, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to sort of board all the tall ships. Yeah, that's fair. Especially the one with the party. I would It would have been nice to, to, to go to the party. Well, would have been nice, John. would have been nice. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Do you want to talk about our main quest this week? John, we still have side quests and Arthur Corn. We have a lot of side quests to do. That was just the introduction, John. <laughs> haven't even done the indulgence corner yet. <laughs> haven't even done the indulgence corner. Um, so yeah, let's go straight into the main quest. Um, this week we were watching. What was the name of it, John? Uh, we watched um old school barber face shave with shavette and hot towel ASMR no talking by ASMR barber. Okay, so first off, I want to ask you one quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a shavette? Um, a razor? Okay. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not a shavette, but it's like a shavetti, Like a machete? Shavette. Shavette. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. So, this was an interesting video, and I will preface sort of my discussion by saying that I did watch it. Um, with a sort of sleep mask on, because I thought, well, here's my reason, John. In the movie and television series Daredevil, um, the main character Daredevil, he puts on a sleep mask in order to enhance his other senses, becoming sort of the Daredevil-like Superman. I thought Daredevil was blind. Well, yeah, he was blinded by the sleep mask that he wears. No, I thought he was just blind. Well, John, no one really knows. No one's ever actually seen the Daredevil movie or TV show. (laughs) Um, so he's wearing a sleep mask, and that sort of raises his other senses and allows him to be a cool, uh, crime-fighting, blind lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would do a similar thing with this ASMR barber video. One thing that I wasn't quite um, prepared for was how little in the way of, sort of audio components there were in this particular video. <laughs> well, there's a lot of noise. Um, a lot of stuff happening uh, with regards to the audio. but. We didn't, um, we didn't wear headphones for this one. Uh, although I'm not sure that it mattered all that much. I don't think this is, like, a binaural video or anything. Um, you know, it's just sort of recorded on, like, a handheld camera, sort of moving around in this large room. So probably not, like, the best audio in terms of ASMR videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, probably the most dedicated roleplay I have ever seen. I know, so this was a really dedicated roleplay in a couple of ways. First off, the production values were off the charts. Yeah, this really looks like a barber shop. 
It does. Um, the there were multiple actors. Um, so there was a, a person receiving the haircut, mm-hmm. or not, not a haircut, a shave. Yes, yeah, so there was a shave, a straight razor shave. There was an actual barber actor, and there was a towel boy. I think it was. Uh... My understanding, or my impression, was that his role is a barber who just in the for this one scene is a uh, barber who is just carrying the towels around. Yeah, but still, um, so two barbers and yeah. one person receiving the shave. I think, I think the thing that really impressed me is that um, the the primary barber in this has been uh, in character at least since 1990. Um, he has gone so far as to open up a barber shop. Mm-hmm. That he has been running for uh, 27 years now. Which does sort of go to explain how excellent um, the sort of scenery was here. Because yeah. this is not only, you know, this isn't just like someone's living room. Um, this is a, this is a real barber shop. They've got sort of certificates of barbary up yeah. on the wall. They've got all the various barber paraphernalia that one might expect. Including, you know, sort of barbershop sinks, barber chairs... Um, those little barber bibs that they put on you, mm. so your hair doesn't get everywhere. Yeah, and so they can wipe off the blade mm-hmm. right on your chest. Right on your chest. Slicing open the flesh <laughs> and revealing the juicy and succulent organs underneath. <laughs> um, yeah, they were all dressed in bow ties and vests. Oh, they have, they, have, they have a great uniform. They do have a great uniform. And their main barber, the main barber there has some really good tattoos. He's got a sort of sleeve of tattoos. Actually, when I saw the main barber, I was like, this is going to be a big fucking hipster joint, isn't it? Yeah, this is Just going to be people ironically shaving. And (laughs) Where are we? In Portland? And the answer is no, we're actually in Rome. In the old city. And uh, this fellow is also, like, much older than I thought he was. Yeah, he does not... He looks very young. He's like... He must be, what, in his 50s then? Or 60s, even? Probably not 60s. Well, he graduated barber school 71. Well, I we, think. Yeah, it was in Italian, so... Yeah, also, another sure. another way that this is a very good roleplay, they they have their own website. That's true, yes, they do. Um, it, it really is true dedication to ASMR. Mm-hmm. And a Yelp page, which I actually thought the Yelp page was a little unusual. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can weigh in on this. The video that we're watching with this roleplay, uh, it's not the only video at this particular location. The other videos also seem to have around 100,000 views on them. Uh, so this this video had you know, about 100,000 views. The Yelp page for this barber shop in particular had only one review. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a five-star review, so that's, I'm sure that's nice. But one review on a Yelp page is pretty oh, bad. Strange. For something that's been open... Since the 90s, that's very bad. And for some reason, open since the 90s, and also there's a video of it that has over 100,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> that seems sort of, uh, suspicious. Uh, maybe Yelp just isn't big in Italy? Maybe it's more of, like, a, a U.S. thing? How do you say Yelp in Italian? I, I don't know. Says the man who took five years of Italian. It's not true at all. Well, it's somewhat true. It's twenty percent true. <laughs> no, not even. It's ten percent true. I took a semester of Italian, and I did not. And he doesn't know how to say Yelp. <laughs> the correct answer is Yelpe. <laughs> you just gotta think of how Mario would say, because you gotta remember that Mario's Italian. I was just having some fun making 
I sounds, can tell. Uh, but it occurred to me that we are recording a podcast right now, and maybe that's not something that the listeners want to listen to. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Let's find out. I want you to get close to the microphone and begin making those same sounds again. So, listeners, let us know what you thought. <laughs> if you liked that, write in and let us know. If you didn't like that, do also write in and let us know. And we'll sort of tailor how much of that we do in the future based off of your response. <laughs> So this is a 25-minute um, shave and face massage mm-hmm. video, and uh, sorry, I watched it through once, um, sort of... Well, well, I don't know if you watched it. Well, I didn't watch it, but I experienced it once <laughs> with sort of my elevated superhero senses, <laughs> and then I sort of went back and I watched through a good portion of it again. And one thing that really struck me the second time around when I could see the man is just how little hair he had to begin with. <laughs> Because he, he went into a fancy barbershop for a shave that took half an hour, and it's not clear to me that he lost any hair in the process. <laughs> John is reading his phone right now, so he's unable to respond to my witty... I, I don't even have a response anyway. Okay, that's fair. Um, so that was the sort of main video of this week, and it seems like we've reached basically the end of the things that we have to say about it. Uh, so, thank you for joining us, listeners, as always. Uh, it was our delight to bring you the latest uh, tips, tricks, and news about ASMR and ASMR products. It's been another successful episode of ASMR Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, please leave us a five-star rating <laughs> and review on iTunes. Uh, contact us uh, at asmrquesting at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter we are at ASMR underscore quest. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed all this delightful ASMR content and, well, not content, knowledge. All this, mm-hmm. all this knowledge we're sharing. We don't sharing. do ASMR. We just talk we about talk, it. We talk so much about ASMR. So thank you so much, everybody. And remember, stay tingly. I think that was our best episode yet. <laughs> Truly. Totally.